So back to this original story now. The U.S., uh, you know what I have a hard time buying is I, I think our energy department uh, is trying so hard not to offend the Chinese uh, by saying they're pretty sure this came out of the Wuhan uh, lab uh, because they know that there's going to be a lot of people like me asking the question is why? Why were they doing this? Uh, uh, why were they trying to make a system uh, that if it was released on purpose could literally destroy an entire uh, race of human beings? The Department of Energy spokesman told NBC News that the agency continues to support the thought, careful and objective work of our intelligence professionals in investigating the origins of COVID-19 as the president has directed. So in other words, uh, the president, who was not afraid to shoot down a balloon from China and who was not afraid to shoot down two or three other things that he thought might have been uh, spying on us from China, but he's a little concerned about offending, uh, and it might be partially because we, the United States, and people like uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci were giving grants like like the Chinese government needs a grant from us, needs a little money from us. But they were using grants from us to determine or to look at uh, the viability of these uh, systems like COVID uh, spray, breaking away and uh, being used as a, uh, as a weapon, uh, a biological weapon. So... Dan Sullivan, a Republican senator from our, from Alaska on Sunday, called for extensive public hearings if the U.S. intelligence community conclusively determines that COVID-19 leaked from a Chinese laboratory. And the reason for that, of course, is that Dan Sullivan is thinking if they can lock this down exclusively uh, without any question of a doubt to the Wuhan virological lab, then China would be an easy mark to go after for the billions and possibly trillions of dollars that our government has had to put out for lost wages, for lost services, lockdowns, mass, uh, hospital con uh, confinements, and everything else that has happened because of this. Think about what just happened over the last three years, one of the biggest pandemics in a century a lot of evidence is coming from the Chinese, Sullivan said. China has denied that COVID originated from a lab, uh, previously calling the theory conspiracy. Oh, you Americans, you always like the conspiracies. But, um, you know, more and more it is it is becoming very clear that it looks more and more logical that this came right out of Either somebody was carrying it on their clothing uh, or got infected with it, and they took that outside and it infected more people. I think even the Chinese are probably amazed at how fast this uh, just took off and went worldwide. Uh, there's a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other uh, a number of them have said they don't have enough information to be sure, but you wonder whether they'll ever have enough to be absolutely, positively sure. Anyway, let's ask our friend Tom from over in Port Wing. 
Uh, Tom, how you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just kind of wanted to weigh in on this, and I wanted to start out yeah. with something that I think every grandparent or parent should be concerned about, and that has to do with vaccine shots. And, you know, when you were a kid, uh, Brad, and I was a kid, we got a, a few shots. Started out with the polio, and then, you know, it was measles, mumps, oh, yeah. uh, and all. Sure. You know, and our kids got shots, but they got more. So today, our grandkids are facing the grand total of 54 different vaccination shots. Oh, my I mean, God. Yeah, and they're literally becoming pin cushions. I'm not going to get into, you know, how this might affect somebody's immune system or whatever. The reason I bring this subject up right now is because it has to do with the uh, vaccine for the COVID. Many school districts are looking at being that mandatory. It is still experimental. And based on what we've learned, Brad, just over the last month or so, not only about masks, but about uh, children being, uh, you know, kept out of school, restaurants closed, six-foot distancing, and all this stuff that really did not have anything to do with preventing COVID spread. I personally said from day one, it is the equivalent of uh, holding the ocean back with a broom. You just, there's no way uh, you're going to have a virus that's not going to just overwhelm people. But my point is this. We have been fed a lot of information, and I noticed it this morning also, that people are, uh, you know, they're reluctant to admit that they were wrong. They, they, they invested a lot, Brad, in wearing a mask. Yeah in social distancing, in keeping their kids out of school, uh, staying at home. All of these things, they invested a lot. They believed this stuff, and now they're finding out that none of that stuff is really true. And this is very hard for people to accept. That's why there's, there seems to be a great deal of resistance. Finding out that, the, you, know, uh, you know, when Trump said this virus came out of China and called it the China virus, that was upsetting to people. You know, and now we find we're finding out. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You know, my my point really is to all those people out there who are listening. If you invested in that mask and all of those different things associated with it, I understand you're reluctant to give it up. I understand it's hard to say. You know what? We were fed misinformation. You know. It, it wasn't the far right that was leading you down that path. It was your government. Today, this weekend, the FBI is involved in, you know, proving that this literally came out of that lab in China. I mean, yeah. we have to be able to accept when we're, uh, you know, being told something that was erroneous, to accept the fact that it was erroneous and then move on from there. But there's a lot of people that are really, really reluctant, Brad, to say, yeah, it, it, we're wrong. The, you, I know exactly what you're saying, Tom, because you're absolutely right. I've talked to a number of people with young kids, and they're really reluctant. And yet they want to do whatever they can to keep their child healthy. But 
You know, I, I just read a piece on this mask the other day because once the government came out and said, well, you know, the mask, they probably really didn't do much good. Uh, but, you know, they couldn't have done any harm, could they? Well, they might have. Uh, but more importantly, some people, as Tom said, they're hanging on to this whole concept of mass because they were led to believe that all they had to do was wear a mask and it was going to keep them healthy. And now we find out that people who wore masks all the time got COVID just like everybody else. So, you know, was it beneficial or was it just a, a, was it a ruse that we were led to believe that this was going to be good for us by people like Dr. Fauci, uh, when in essence, they didn't have any. Uh, they didn't have any idea how it was going to be spreading or how quick it was going to spread. I want to go to uh, Pat from out in uh, Northwest Wisconsin very quickly, and then we're going to have to go to our break. So, Pat, uh, good afternoon. Thank you for calling in. Well, thanks for being on the air, Brad. I really appreciate your guys' program up here. I want to apologize for the crummy phone line. I'm up on Highway 13. There's an inch and a half slush on that. There's an inch and a half of slush on Highway 13, but Douglas Coney are working real hard to keep the roads clean. So I appreciate Merrill and and Woodtick and all them guys out there. But uh, I want to let you know that uh, Anthony Fauci, he needs, uh, he disobeyed President Obama's orders to to stop funding the Wuhan lab, and he went around. He end run what the president told him to stop he found funding in another place and he still gave the funding to wuhan to develop these these uh these virul- uh these these viruses that are that are so virulent and here's the thing brad there's a call right now for nuremberg style trials this is worse than i mean horrifying but this is just as bad, if not worse, than World War II. And, yes, there do need to be Nuremberg trials. And Anthony Fauci needs to be the first person to be executed for crimes against the people of the world. Well, I think it's rather interesting, Pat. Thank you for your call. I think it's rather interesting that uh, Anthony Fauci had decided to resign from the highest-paying job in the federal government, which he had had forever, once the information started getting awfully close to him, that maybe the things he had been stating and the things that he was telling us all along is that if if you just would wear a mask, if you would just stay six feet away from people, that you wouldn't have any problems here. And no, I, I'm sure it came off of a, a bat droppings on a meat market in Wuhan, China. It wasn't anything to do with the laboratory. Well, once the the actual proof of the pudding started coming out, I think he used every opportunity he could to disappear out of the face of mankind. Now, I don't know what his intent was from the beginning. I don't know that we'll ever know for sure uh, whether his intent was uh, uh, with, with providing grant money through other sources, through backwards channels, actually, I think, kind of cover who was actually funding this uh um again Kenny what's this what's what's the wording that they use for what they were doing in gain the lab gain of function gain of gain of what gain of function gain of function in other words controlling the function of it taking what normally might be yeah let's see what happens when it. we put this in this uh, test tube and yeah, this test tube over here and see what happens it, 
Yeah, let's give this uh, monkey here a shot of this and see what happens. Oh, that third eyeball is probably not a good thing. Yeah, it's, yeah they're, uh, you know, it's almost like it, it, it does kind of remind you of Dr. Mengele back during the... Uh, uh, during the German uh, Reminds, deal, trying to yeah yeah trying to find out what could possibly be, be used as a weapon yeah who was that mad scientist in Underdog the cartoon Boris uh, <laughs> oh gosh what was his name it reminds oh, me of that God, crazy guy his name? yes I can see his yeah. cartoon face uh, gain of function this is the short definition a type of mutation in which the altered gene product possesses a new molecular function or a new pattern of gene expression. They were experimenting, Brad, with yeah. viruses. With viruses. And, and, and they were playing God. They thought they could control this. They thought, well, we're the best scientific humans out there. We can control this. Nothing will get by our you know, golden door here that won't possibly get out to the world. Well, guess what? You're human too. And it did get out to the world. And now it's almost like the old saying, Kenny, how do you get that uh, creature back in the bottle? I don't know that we're, you know, who knows how long we're going to have to deal with this. Yes. It's going to continue to mutate and change. Yeah. And, and let me please get my villains and my uh, cartoon characters straight. It was Simon please. Bar Sinister. There we go, Simon Bar Sinister. <laughs> All right, well, we got to take a break here, folks. We'll be back shortly. ADAL time is 11.32. We're just, uh, what, 28 minutes away from the start of Twins Baseball. I currently have 28 degrees at Sky Harbor Airport, uh, northeast wind at 21, and there is precipitation in the form of snow, and it might be mixed in there with a little freezing drizzle as well, so uh, yeah. be aware of that. And looking at the uh, weather Gotta radar. Watch your driving. My goodness, there is a lot of snow in some of these uh, cells that are falling primarily in uh what is this? Cook County, Minnesota, and then Northwest yeah. Wisconsin. Currently then at the West. currently at the Army Corps of Engineers, twenty nine degrees, and snow is falling. Perfect conditions for snow. Twenty nine is uh, that's when the snow really wants to come down. Listen, uh, I don't know if any of you out there remember last winter when you swore you'd do something about those drafty windows that were costing you a fortune on your heating bill. Well. And here you are, you're turning on the heat and getting raked over the coals on heating your home. Stop the madness. Have less Grumdahl window and siding install new energy-efficient Infinity by Marvin Ultrex fiberglass replacement windows, which are energy-efficient and protect, uh, protect you and your wallet from excessive energy bills. All you got to do is call Les Grumdahl window and siding today at 728 728- 3060 or visit com. So, Kenny, when you need new windows or doors, who are you going to call? Les Grumdahl, Duluth Central, class of 1975, and a heck of a nice guy. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, the uh, conditions outside are, uh, you know, frightful. It's going to be that way for a while. Kenny was mentioning a little bit about the uh, fact that uh, it looks like our surplus in the state of Minnesota is going to be continuing on. We don't know for sure. We're going to get reports here in the next day or day or two about uh, where we are exactly. But I'll tell you what, you've it's it's rather frightening 
um, because right now you've got uh, you've got outside conditions here on our budget surplus in the state of Minnesota. Everybody wants a chunk of it. Uh, today there's an editorial written by a guy named Eric Harris Bernstein in the Minneapolis paper. Uh, and he talks about the Minnesota surplus. You know what heading to the story is? Spend every dime and then some, because our public services here in Minnesota are underfunded, and we have the funds now, so we should spend it. You know, I'm telling you folks, there are some people that will spend, they want to spend every dime of your money, because it is your money. It's all your taxpayer money. And a lot of people are still looking for a couple of decent things back. They're looking for the state to do away with taxing Social Security recipients. They're looking for people to maybe get a little bit of this money back into the pockets of where it came from, the taxpayers. But now we got a guy like Eric Bernstein come out and says, oh, we haven't funded our public service programs enough. We got to spend more money. Well, here's what I would uh, say, Brad, is that if the governor does send out uh, rebate checks, Walls checks, don't spend your check if you feel that way. Yeah. Throw it away. Send it back to the state. (laughs) No, don't throw it away. Send it back to the state. Well, whatever. I mean, if you don't don't cash it, it's not going to come out of the the fund. Send it back and just tell them, keep it. You know, you guys need it more than we do. Yeah. (laughs) Say what? You you sent me a note here. Uh, we have a caller, I think Bob from Duluth, who's upset about Pat trying to link. Yeah, Pat, oh, Pat from uh, Northwest Wisconsin. Pat the from, comment yeah. he made. So Bob from well, Duluth. yeah, he was. Uh, you know, I got to admit, he was a little bit uh, carried away there, and even the fact that he was talking about having Fauci, uh, uh, you know, executed because of because of his stand on it. I mean, that's what Fauci was getting paid to do was try to be the buffer between some of this stuff. But there again, if they find out that Fauci lied to our government officials and uh, and that he was lying all along, uh, you know, there should be something. I mean, he cost this country a great deal of consternation, a lot of uh, money, a lot of time lost, work lost. Businesses were uh, shut down. There should be some way to uh, have him pay for his malfeasance if there was, in fact, malfeasance. We'd have to prove that first of all, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I don't know that you can relate. uh, uh, Well, he's on the phone if you want to talk to Bob from Duluth. Well, we can talk to him, okay. uh, but I understand what he's saying, sure. Well, let's hear from him. Okay. Well, I, am I on? Am yes, I you on? are, sure. Okay. Yes, so you I are, realized Bob. I realized this is your show, so let me preface my remarks. You know, uh, what that wherever that guy was from, uh, he just, you know, you know, I agree with what you just said, but what really bothers me is I, I, I was kind of listening to your undercurrent comments, and you yeah. are, in my opinion, sort of going along with this idea. Uh, you know, you didn't come right out and say, I agree, but you you were going along. And I, I, I think you're the host. You can do whatever you want. But I, I think that's just a, a new level of irresponsibility. And when you put this stuff out there and say these crazy things, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it just does nothing 
you know, to, to your credibility. Uh, it wasn't just that guy. It was you two as well, sort of, you know, nudging a wink. and, and uh, Sure. He, I he understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's you start. That's why I, I think it's important great. that we clarify that, uh, you know, the, the, we as the we as the uh, host of this show do not believe uh, that this was anything that COVID was collect, you know, connected at all. The only thing we're saying is that somewhere in a lab in Wuhan, China, somebody was uh, playing uh, God. Somebody was trying to determine some way that they could take this uh, virus and manipulate it, potentially maybe as a weapon in in for later. Uh, if there was ever a world conflict, I don't. You know, I, th- that's what I meant by I don't understand why anybody was manipulating with these kinds of viruses at all. There could be no possible positiveness to come out of any of that it and had to be you know they had to look at it as a as a thing that could uh if if controlled or if not controlled i should say if it got away which it did could cause the whole world i mean think of the hundreds of thousands of people that died oh, how about, because of how about COVID. six million seven hundred ninety eight thousand to date so we're approaching 6.8 million deaths but i'm curious with bob brad does bob do you think that uh that that, uh dr fauci and the administration not the administration but the uh uh the institute that he worked for bears any responsibility from this i i think that looking at the big picture i understand i don't necessarily agree with you know with with the things that necessarily happened in the order that they did. But I think under the circumstances and under the time and what little we knew about this, I would rather at the end of the day, uh, you know, have erred on the side of some sort of caution. I can't imagine how irresponsible it would have been for the government to just have this sort of laissez-faire attitude that many of your callers have and just let this thing take its course. I don't agree with everything, but I think under the circumstances, you know, I got my shot. It wasn't a political issue with me. I may not have agreed with it, but as a as a precaution, as doing what I could to save myself under the circumstances, and I wore a mask as well. So I don't have any regrets about that, but I can tell you I would be really PO'd if a member of my family died, you know, because of uh, some you know, 2020 vision now about none of this stuff. We didn't know none of this stuff would work until the very end. So for those of you, I I get it. I understand both sides, but I think it's a a bit unfair now to, you know, start hammering. Pat, in in fact, that uh, the the editorial that I read over the weekend said exactly that. They said, uh, as far as wearing masks, they said, look, yeah, we find out now that it probably didn't work. It probably didn't keep out the grains of the bacteria that we thought it would be. But we erred on the side of caution. We did what we thought were were going to be beneficial to us. Um, we're finding out now that some of those things may not have been beneficial. But the error was simply because we were trying to do the right thing. And you know, I don't think anybody can fault people for doing that. I mean, I've known for years that uh, people wear masks in Asian countries. Uh, when I visited Vietnam six or seven times, what have, I, what have I seen there? Hundreds of thousands of people wearing masks, not for viruses necessarily, as keeping 
pollutants out of their lungs because of the multitude of motorcycles and motorbikes and things that are on the highway that they know that they're breathing in those noxious feel uh, those noxious fumes so they're they're trying to do the best but, they can but, but now we're finding we out were, that yeah we were told that wearing the masks don't protect us from getting it it rather protects others from others us from breathing out the bad stuff. That's right. what we were told all along, Brad, with this mask wearing. It's protecting right. others. But remember, Kenny, there's there's still as as our caller would say there, as Pat was saying, there are side there are side effects that are good for some of these things. For example, if wearing masks is one of the reasons why we had almost no flu or colds last season. You know, we had a lot less people dying from colds and viruses than we normally do. And the only difference, this one story that I read over the weekend said the only difference was is that people stayed away from each other a little bit more and they wore masks. And maybe that helped us keep away from the general flu or cold bacteria. And if that did, you know, what what harm did it do for any of us? Probably no harm. There was no harm paid. Might not have benefited us. May not have stopped COVID, but it uh, but it really didn't hurt us. And I'm just like uh, you know I'm just like Pat. I I took my shots. I took my uh, uh, I took my booster shot. I wore masks when I had to wear masks. But I'm a little discouraged now that I find out that the uh, uh, the flu shots or the the COVID shots that we took. Uh, may not have been that beneficial. That a lot of people that had the shots and had booster shots got COVID just as much as the other as other people did. In fact, there was very little difference uh, in those that had them and those that didn't. And now we're going back and trying to rectify some of the bad things that we did. We told kids that were in the service academies and that were in the military, which we have a hard time getting recruits for. We were, we told them, look, you either got to take this flu shot or we're going to kick you out of the military. They fired they said, nurses. Well, we don't, yeah, we don't want them. Nurses, same way. Nurses said, we don't want the shots. Well, then you're fired. Now we're going back and trying to hire them because we realized that that was probably the wrong thing to do and that it wasn't that beneficial. So I don't know. My question, Kenny, would be this. Have we learned anything? If this thing flares up again, or if uh, let's say we get a little different uh, strain of the of the COVID and it takes off again and people start getting affected, are we going to go right back to those unproven ways of fighting it? Are we going to say everybody should wear this kind of mask as opposed to that kind of mask, and everybody should uh, uh, we're going to come up with a new a new uh, viral uh, way? Now we're saying now I see that they are prescribing plaque, pro, uh, what is it, plaxivad or something like that for uh, for those that come up with COVID. And originally we were told that none of that stuff worked. Now now they're saying if you catch it early, uh, if the if COVID is caught early and if you find that you've got uh, uh, that, that uh, virus, if you're treated with this plaxivad or whatever it's called, you just may be able to fight it off. So I I think we're still stumbling around in the dark. We still don't know all the answers. 
We haven't even been able to determine for sure, even though our government has now come out and said it looks like it came, that the uh, infections came out of the Wuhan viral lab. They won't say for sure it did. Well, listen, let's uh, let's grab Corey from the range, and then we got to take our Minnesota news break. Grab Corey, him. Good, Don't good squeeze afternoon. too hard, Brad. There you go. Gonna squeeze real hard. <laughs> good morning, and thanks for taking my call. You bet. How you doing, so, Corey? So, a comment to Bob: You and your conspiracies about your mask and your vaccine have been disproven. If you want to go that route. Yeah, they really have. You're, you're absolutely right. They have. If you want the science, follow the money, and you will find the science. Clear and simple. Hmm, interesting. Uh, because you're absolutely right. That's always been the theory, isn't it? That when you right, want to right. find the answer, truth, follow the money. And what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and reality? Uh, I don't know what. About six, to 12, about six to 12 months. <laughs> we are now finding out what's going on as we had it jammed our, down our throats, very much like Obamacare. They were going to jam it down your throat so hard they were going to make you ill to have to utilize Obamacare. That's the hard facts. Oh, yeah. of this, this whole COVID stuff was jammed down our throats to lock us down to be able to have the control and again, scientifically, the size of a virus and the size of the fibers in the mask, they do not do any good, period. Thanks, Brad. Very good, Corey. Thank you, my friend. We're going to go to our Minnesota news break. Remember, we've got a shortened show today. We'll be back shortly with more. You know what, Northlanders, when, we're, when I'm reading this story this morning in the editorial about spend every penny and then some, because our public service in Minnesota is under underfunded. I mean, I'm thinking this is truly written by a socialist. When he makes this conversation, most conservatives would continue calls to give it back through tax cuts. But most Democrats will champion a mix of tax cuts, targeted tax credits, and increased funding for public goods and services like schools, child care, and physical infrastructure. We need all of the surplus and more for public investments aimed at meeting the collective needs of Minnesotans. If you've ever read about socialism, they refer to the collective needs of the masses a lot. And that's basically what you're seeing here. Well, folks, we have the Minnesota Twins coming up very quickly. Uh, so stay tuned and listen to that. I think we're going to have an interesting year. It looks like they're making a, a team that's going to be respectable. And we will be back at it on our normal time slot tomorrow. Uh, right here on, t on Tuesday, we'll be in from 11 to 2 uh, with uh, sound off here on 610 KDAL Radio. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, uh, the trial goes on on TV of this uh, guy that uh, is charged with killing his wife and one of his children. And taking, now it turns out that he claims he was taking over 100 oxycodone every day. Didn't know a person could even exist taking that much oxycodone. Anyway, folks, uh, enjoy the day, enjoy the game, and we will be back at it tomorrow right here on 610 KDAL with Sound Off.